If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Defining Duke, an Xbox podcast, is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support the show, go to patreon.com slash laststandmedia. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today, and welcome to episode 52 of Defining Duke, an Xbox podcast. This time, as always, I am joined by the ultimate himself, Lord Cognito. Maddie, ultimate season is back. Put your dukes up. We this is an ultimate. This is a full episode. Oh, that's right. I was calling you the ultimate because you were doing the, oh, I was the ultimate, ultimate bull. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so we put put your ultimate down, but we still yeah. for the Dukes. <laughs> it's still Duke. It's still Duke, man. Put your Dukes up. Put your Dukes yes. up. There we go. There we go. But yeah, man, we've got a good one. We got a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm a little excited for this one. Yes. For those who are wondering, how did you not know? Is this ultimate? Is this defining Duke? This is one of our advanced, in, uh, our recorded in advance holiday episodes. This is the second one we're doing. Uh, we did last week our best game pass and worst game pass game of the year picks because we thought that was really helpful to the audience with the holiday season about and lots of games to play. Mm-hmm. Now we are not platform agnostic. Let's we go. are going to talk all the games of the year, what our top five are for the best. And the worst. Um, <laughs> let's tell him Cobb before the show. I'm really keen to find out what he thinks is the worst this year, man. Because you're all hype. You're good. Mm-hmm. You're happy. What brought Cog down this year to his knees? What asked for his knees, right? So what are we don't. We starting off with. Yeah, we will. We'll get started as with last week. You know, because we're recording these in advance. Just no, no patron write-ins, no ending questions, none of that. Just us running our mouths about the very best games of the year, and we're looking forward to seeing what games you enjoyed this year and what games you didn't enjoy. So please do fire away. And with that, Cog, I want you to get started with your number five in the best games of the year. Mm, all right, let's get to it now. Granted, full disclosure. I am waiting on this game 
for a specific reason, which you will understand when I explain. But everyone I trust, including yourself, mm. is someone I know that for the most part is 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 gonna I'm gonna like it. That's gonna surprise you. It's gonna be Death Loop. <laughs> what is happening, man? What it's is gonna this? It's gonna be Death Loop, you, brother. We're not even in the first three minutes, and you're doing this to me. I'm doing it to you. <laughs> I'm doing it. I told you this is gonna be a spicy one. I told you. You haven't even played it, and you picked it. Are you, yes. are you messing with me? You're I'm not fucking with, with me. You. I'm messing with you because now, nah, for real, for real, <laughs> real. T- it's got to be that because here's the thing: for the conversation that this game is creating with with my co-host. With the internal <laughs> struggle that this is creating for you, I, I, it just brings me pleasure to see what you're going through, and and like his <laughs> my it is because I know what it is. Like I understand <laughs> fundamentally why you feel the way you feel, and here's the thing: sometimes when it's the studio you love, and it's the thing you love. You gotta allow the masses to have they what they think is the goat. You gotta let them have that, right? Okay. And again, full disclosure, I am waiting for this game to come. I'm cheap on this one. I am waiting for it to come to Game Pass. I'm not full disclosure, but it has to be in the conversation because everyone that loves the type of games I love everyone's opinion that I respect, including your own, and you didn't say it was a bad game. You said in the arcane hierarchy, when it comes to dishonor, this ain't that. But you got to remember guys like us or the casual guys that, that this is not, you know, maybe their first one, but they're early into that studio. They're going to love it. And I, I do like the, the dialogue and the choices. And mm-hmm. I know the structure is not to the level of Maddie, but what this mm-hmm. game did, I know, I know he's so bad right now. He's so bad. I'm just rocking in my, not my seat, but I'm rocking on <laughs> my feet right now, man. I'm just moving around, what keeping active. What this game did is educate the masses on why Arcane is beloved. You know what I'm saying? And you have this story. And the last person, too, is what you call uh, my boy Ebontis. And I seen him go crazy. And he's fussy. So, look, <laughs> this is the only game on my list that I have not played front to back. I, I fold this course. So you can put the fraud alert on me. Y'all can do that. <laughs> Common boys, you can come for me. I, I rightfully will granted. take. I, yes, I will take the L, but I know for a fact, based on my preferences and based on the people I trust, including this man here who's, who's got a, his face a little fussy, but <laughs> I'm going with it, man. It, it is the talk of the town, it is, and I have to be a part of that conversation. So it is Deathloop. Makes my number five. Cog, I respected you at one point. <laughs> I don't know if I can anymore. <laughs> I'm dying to hear yours. This is going to be a fun show. Yeah, absolutely will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start off with number five for me. Yes. So I picked Outriders in my top five game of the year. Wow. Yeah. Cog, man, this thing, it's like this flannel on me. I just couldn't shake it off. I couldn't get rid of Outriders. Like, I was making my list. Neo, The World Ends With You was in my top five. Mm-hmm. But as I was really looking at it, thinking back, there was something about Outriders I just well and truly loved, and it was the locomotion of the gameplay. Like, this mm-hmm. game, you move, man. Mm-hmm. You It presents itself as a third-person cover shooter, but you are 
anywhere but cover. Preach. You are you are flying around, blowing enemies up. Preach. You mentioned this in our Game Pass uh, episode. The the ability to customize builds here mm-hmm. is so well done, and it's so B tier cheesy. Yes. That even though this traditionally should not make my list, I traditionally should not like this. I'm being told by the masses it's buggy, it's broken, it's janky, the story sucks, and all of them legit fair criticisms. Mm -hmm. But Outriders is at its heart an incredibly fun game. It's not a live service game. It's a great looter shooter, which I don't think we've had since probably Borderlands 2, if I'm honest. Agreed. Right? We've had great loot-based games, I think, of Diablo. Yeah. But we have not had a great looter shooter since, I'd say, Borderlands 2, which was one of my favorite games of 2012 when it came out. I'm a big Borderlands guy. I did not like Borderlands 3 at all. Mm. So Outriders comes around, and yeah, low expectations help here. Game Pass helps a little bit here, for sure. There was that excitement getting into it. But I thought, you know, I've had the ability now to to hang around for 10 hours and go like, eh, this ain't for me, and I'll drop it. Maybe even five. Like, I've developed that, which I used to hate myself for. But, like, it's like, you know what? Every game, you know, I'm giving them... Some people give games, like, 30 minutes. It's like, I'm giving you a good number of hours of my time. So, Outriders, again, I just... Cog, I couldn't shake this one off. It's It's got to be in the list. It's too fun. It's too enjoyable. And, again, got to give them the roses. This is a co-op-driven game oh, I yeah. played in single player. Wow. And I had a blast. Wow, I didn't know that. I had a blast, yeah. Completely isolated, on my own, begging people to play, no one around. <laughs> so, Dang, I hit your boy up. Outriders for me, top five game of the year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, look, I can understand it. I can understand it. I, I mean, it definitely, like I said, for where you have validity as much as I have my issues, but <laughs> for a first out the gate, the actual core gameplay, the actual loop, the actual mechanics, it, it, it is it's rare to get it the, the core gameplay out the box right and they mm-hmm. they got that you know what i'm saying and yeah it, it's a testament that as broke as it was for me that i kept trying to still play that's what shows you yeah. the addiction level that it had on me so i i, yeah, I, can understand I, I was that. right there with you you know i don't use it as my reasoning for picking yeah. it as game of year but to me it's like a testament to hey this is how fun i was having that you mm-hmm. wiped you were wiping inventories and stuff and i waited you out and yes, came back and, came and beat back. the game and like the second you gave me free reign, I was all over it. Yeah, so this this game, man, it's flawed. It's damn flawed, but yeah. it is really fun. Highly recommended if you can download it and try it out. No doubt. No doubt. Let's get to it. So number four for me, game of the year. I got to put the one out for the homie. He's, he, he's not loved in certain areas, but he's loved by car. Forza Horizon 5. Wow! Forza I'm so Horizon. glad someone did it because it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be me. It's going to be me. Look. Wow. It, nice. It, <laughs> it, it has to be for me because I have championed this series for so long. I am mm. not a racing guy. Cog does not like racing. He does not like motorsport. He does not. I'm not a motorsport guy. This series is built for me so to see it get the shine and the praise that it deserves and let's just call it what it is if you're playing this game on an oled good lord this is the most beautifulest thing i've ever seen Mm. it is spectacular the sense of speed the 60 playground is just stunning but the ultimate thing for me 
is playing this game in a convoy with six friends doing everything. Story, doing the different race types, doing the events, doing the battle royal joint, the tricks. Like, it is so much fun. And to see us having a ball, then the customization. Bro, I'm out here. People got, I got some of my cars looking like transformers from the old you know what I'm saying like they got mm-hmm. the lamborghinis like the start the sun streaker the side swipes the like i am doing that whatever fantasy vehicle you have i got trans am kit michael knight this is probably before your time but i'm just saying absolutely like, is, yes, way before your time. all my ogs y'all know what i'm talking about but here's the thing it's like pure fun factor Nice. It just is, you know, it just, is. and they, they, for the first time, it's got its roses to the masses and they loved it. So I would be remiss. I'm be the only guy out there. I know Jeff ain't a fan, but I, I <laughs> Jeff ain't had nothing to do with it. I'm just being, I'm being teased. I'm being silly. But now nah, Forza Horizon, Playground Studios, so yeah. they pulled it yeah. off. They did a great job with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the open world is, is so fun to explore mm-hmm. and uh, I love the expeditions you could do like those little yes. cut out areas where they're like you know check out this tower here yeah. and, and and take a picture of this over there i thought that was kind of fun because it's those similar open world beats that you see in a lot of games but mm-hmm. i guess because you're just in a car you're like way of navigating these yes. expeditions is a little different so it's actually really fun and mm-hmm. you i don't know about you but like when i'm driving in forza really any game uh, I don't really, I don't pay close attention to the environment. I was just about uh, so to say it's that. especially in Forza, like you're going so fast. Mm-hmm. So the detail yes. that you can actually stop for a sec and appreciate, I think those missions really shine bright. Yeah, and the last point I say is, I was skeptical coming in on Mexico as the biome. Right. Yeah, fair. I was skeptical. I, agree. I was like, damn, they should have did Tokyo. We still want Tokyo. We know that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I have to admit. Like Mexican culture, the Aztec ruins, the 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 hills, the divides, the elevation, the the mountain is like it's so much. And from the point when you're driving to that part and there's that rock and like those rocks by the river, mm-hmm. and that's and you're like, yo, this is real. Like that that is the, the level of detail is second to none. And shout out to the rewind button for people like me. Shout yeah, out yeah, to yeah. That right there, that's there it. So five. That's my number four. Let me hear what's what's number four for you. Number four for me in the best games of the year, Tales of Arise. I knew this was coming. Yeah. I knew this was yeah. coming. Let's Which go. I think were those who pay really close attention to my opinions, I said this was a top two for me. So some stuff's mm. come in hot. Mm. Tales of Arise uh, represents a statement for this series, a mm-hmm. long-needed one. You know, as a fan for a while, playing, you know, Symphonia, <laughs> Tales of Hearts R, my Vita, shout out to that one. Bursaria, I suffered through Zestaria. I played Crestoria. I love Tales of, man. Like, I'm not a diehard where I played every one of them, but I really do like this series a lot. It's a great action RPG series, but its budget has always been woeful. Most of the character development happens through little anime sprites that are kind of looking around at each other. <laughs> All the dungeons are so similarly designed that you don't know where the entrance and the exit is. Mm -hmm. It's very confusing to navigate. So it's been desperate need of an overhaul. Tales of Arise comes around. It's revealed. It gets a significant delay. Comes around again. It looks fantastic. Okay. And I'm like, is it truly happening? (laughs) I hold my breath a little bit. I get this game, and it is indeed wonderful. Mm Mm-hmm. The cast of characters, I think, really shine bright here because it's a good example of 
fantastic character development. Yes. The reason I say this is because every character in Tales of Arise starts out really cookie cutter. Like Alfin, the main dude, he's just like, I care for you all so much. Let's be friends. Mm -hmm. And Shion is this cold, detached woman who clearly has a dark past. So she's pushing anyone who gets near her away. She's like, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. A lot of JRPG tropes built into these characters. I think it's deceptive. That really is intentional, I think, by design because it plays into a lot of themes of the game. It's a, a story really about deception, but it's also a story about rebuilding, about accepting each other mm -hmm. um, because of the Renans and the uh, Renans and the Danans. Uh, yeah. There are these two races, and you can identify one of them with the blue eyes that they have. Okay, and so it's um, it tackles stuff like racism. It, oh, nice. It's a very serious game. It's it, that's the thing that I really liked about it. It's mature. It's mature. not about the and, and granted, I'm growing up. I'm 26 now, where yeah. I love a lot of these JRPGs, but the the, the blushing chicks and yeah. the fan servicey bullshit. Like I've grown out of it a lot, and I kind of I'm just kind of tired of it. I don't mind if it's there, uh, but it's like to me that's not how I don't need it to be. That's not the way you deliver the story. Right. Like that doesn't get me over the edge. This game, I need to just give it praise right away for its story. It did an excellent job with it. At the end, it does get convoluted and it does muddy it a little bit, but I do not forget the opening. It's like a 50 hour game, opening 40. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really amazing stuff uh and then that doesn't even touch on combat let's get it let's get combat it. man tales has always been a great action game does not change here do you have the deepest builds here like we talked about with outriders no but you've got a fast fluid enjoyable combat system here xbox finally got a jrpg yes, day one at that really significant Huge. running at 60 fps day Ooh. one on the series x it looks incredible because they're using unreal engine uh the the dungeons are way more easy to explore because you can tell where you're going the dungeons are enjoyable to explore because they're diverse and they have cool mechanics within them mm -hmm. the enemies are always enjoyable to fight because they all require different mechanics to tackle them so a lot of this is just well thought out game design yes um and all in all it's an adventure that i didn't want to have end and that's good news because once it does end this game out of anything on my list has the best end game content in a video Talk game right now. It. Let me hear about it. Talk about it. There is stuff. Look, I, 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 and I get why developers do this, but you see them put their best foot forward. They, they put the best stuff in the campaign. Any end game content, you always know you're getting the table crumbs, the handouts, <laughs> right? You're going to the soup kitchen of video games. The soup kitchen, I love it. So, Tales of Arise has some of the most, some of their best bosses, some of their best dungeons, some of their best stories are tucked into the end of the game that they don't even tell you about. Mm -hmm. They're like, you can keep playing if you want. Thanks for playing. Yes. They throw a couple icons on your map. You're like, okay, what's going mm -hmm. on here? And you just check it out, man. And the amount of, again, like towering, deep, multi-phase bosses that, that, that are available and what it plays into and the stories and, and just high effort across the board here. Uh, exceedingly rare for, I think, a JRPG, not because the, the developers don't care about it, but they know it's a small market where you don't see this level of monetary investment. So I got to really give a strong shout out to Tales of Arise that uh, I'm excited big time for the future of that franchise where I was always a fan, but I would get around to it when I wanted. This was a game I wanted day one, and it absolutely was worth that, 100%. So, you know, it, it's good to see because, you know, the JRPG genre, especially... On Xbox, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, has been lacking. Oh, so yeah. to see this game get the praise that it's getting 
is impressive. It really is. So I, I don't know how I'll ever find time to play. <laughs> I don't know if I will because it's such a, a beast of a game. And that's what I, the only reason why I've stopped JLB is just because they, they're life suckers. And I'm like, damn, I can only commit to certain things. Mm-hmm. But everyone says what you say on that. And yeah, it's, it's really so, good, man. So this one. All you, man. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Number three. Okay. It's what I had to think about. And I just said, you know what? This is the death. Oh, it's, it's a dying breed. And, and, and I don't like to see these things go away. These styles of games go away. So I got to rep. And I threw this game on, and not only is it absolutely gorgeous, stealth is back in a major way. Mm. And it's just not getting its roses the way it's supposed to. Hitman 3 is that game. Oh. Hitman 3 is that game. Like that, yo, Agent 47, the evolution in this game. And first of all, let's just talk about graphical fidelity. You want to stunt on your, your console? You wanna you wanna you wanna load up that Dubai level. You wanna go on the outside, oh. the sun, the rays hitting you. You go in this, China. The level in China. You're seeing the sea of people, Berlin. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, this is graphical fidelity at its finest. Not only that, then you're talking about advanced AI routines with patterns. You're talking about yeah. free roam. You're talking about true stealth. Not that Assassin's Creed. Garbage. Sorry, I gotta say it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, like, no, I'm there really... was not a disagreement in the audience. Oh, okay, because I didn't want to be rude to you if you. Uh, this is my thing. This is what Assassin's Creed is supposed to be doing, as far as I'm concerned. Like, Assassin's Creed has evolved into something else that I don't like. Where I mean, it's still a good game. It's just I don't like the evolution. It's really not stealth anymore. It's really no, you're it's outside not. and you're fighting and you level up and some things. They're just this, creating different fantasies. Yeah, yeah, this is stealth. Yo, how do I get? Okay, let me. I can fix that person's drink. I could poison that. I could dump the body. I can, yeah. like, this is what, I, and then any way, and then the, the, the sure, the level design of approach on how you want to, you feel like a spy when you pull off some fly-ish. You know what I'm saying? You, you feel, you earned it. You waited. You, you did. Then one of my favorite things, it's, I know it's still been there from a staple of the series, is assuming the outfit. Like yeah. assuming the level of a security guard to gain access to keep your infiltration on, and it speaks to my ninja this. So it's like, well, of course, Hitman Three, man. It's a, oh, one last honorable mention, especially because I'm now I'm Lord Oculus. The VR is highly underrated. Yes, Bro. I really wanted to play. Yes, that. the V. Yeah. Yo, try it in VR too. It is. You're getting the best of both worlds. You got the console game that speaks for itself. You have the VR that is absolutely amazing. It's a it's a crime it didn't get nominated for for anything. 
It really is. And and, and, I, and I, it makes me sad because as the ninja, I'm always going to be for stealth. And this is pure stealth at its finest. Well said. I'll have much more to say on that one. <laughs> Let's go. What you got? Number three. Number three for me. The king is indeed back. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Halo Infinite. Let's go. Yeah, I got my complaints with the story, but <laughs> again, kind of like Outriders, this is one that uh, I'm reanalyzing the way I look at games, and mm-hmm. you know, we we play them for really one primary reason. Of course, I love when a, a story is told to me and the themes connect deeply, but what speaks to us most is fun. That's the language that all gamers speak, and Halo Infinite is undoubtedly fun. I've searched high and low for my home base game. The one I can always come back to. You know, I can go out like a Pokemon trainer, <laughs> uh, go out on my adventure. <laughs> but I always know I got a little root town here in Halo Infinite waiting mm-hmm. for me. I can always come back to this multiplayer because it's easy to pick up. It's familiar, just like them Bungie multiplayer experiences, but they evolved it in the gunplay, the movement, the equipment. As it stands right now, Halo Infinite is the best available multiplayer experience, mm. bar mm. none. Oh, that cannot be overstated. I know that there's always a really interesting conversation on Game of the Year talk about how multiplayer shouldn't be included. This really began with Overwatch, which I thought was Game of the Year for 2016. I thought Overwatch was really forward thinking. And while Halo Infinite doesn't really reinvent a formula, I think it reinvents its own. And that's something that should be said because, or something that should be celebrated, I mean, because... They lost their way for many, many entries. Uh, I would even say, and I know a lot of people love the praise Bungie. I'd say it began with Reach. It began with Bungie in a lot of ways. And and Halo from 343, they tried to carry what Bungie was setting up with Reach. Um, and I know not only people are going to agree with that, but once Infinite rolled around, I felt like they finally understood it. And this obviously doesn't include what I also want to talk about is the single-player campaign. Let's get it. Again, not nearly my favorite story in this franchise but this open world sandbox is so fun to go around in and do the objectives yes there's not like y'all know king bgs here love my my unmarked locations little surprises here or there this game isn't chock full of content but guess what it's one of the reasons i actually really appreciate it yeah, I would have liked a couple more beats throughout, but we are in such a tired, yes. oversaturated open world space. And Halo Infinite, you can 100% complete this game in like under 20 hours. Thank you. Yes, I love Thank that. Thank you. Thank I know you. I crank on a lot of critics for always embracing the 10-hour experience, but we're talking open world here, which by default has to bloat your game to 30-plus hours. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always need to be that. And this game shows that you can do that. And if your mechanics are fun, it can work as is individually. So Halo Infinite from really the multiplayer is why I'm picking this, but the campaign is fun. Uh, the set pieces are fun. There's a bright future here where, again, yeah, we got our flaws, but I like a lot more than I dislike. And again, I keep coming back. That's a big thing, right? We, You and I Oof. were in this very, very mobile space. Yes. Not literally. We're not playing mobile games, but we're, <laughs> we're going from game to game to game to game. Yes. It's hard for us to find the home, but I found mine. Woo! Well Halo said. Infinite. Well said. Those are bars. Premium bars. Premium. <laughs> I don't really got much more to add to that. That, that is. That is. He killed that man. It's, it deserves to be there, definitely for sure. So I'm up right. now. We get into the top, the top two. two. It's getting hot and heavy now, and uh, we got to separate the men from the boys. And <laughs> look, this one. 
<laughs> bro, this one, I can't believe it. And I'm just like, I'm playing this thing, and I'm like, it can't be as good as everybody said. It, it's, it's good, but it can't be this good. And it's, it started slow for me, and I'm like, all right. But once it hit its stride, I've never had banter like this. Mm, I already know. Yeah. <laughs> I am a just one dude. I'm a hashtag just one dude. Then my favorite character is in the back who's a cosmic hero mm. from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And this, my character, favorite character always interacts with these guys. And yeah, Marvel... Guardians of the Galaxy, bro. Yeah. Already, already to feel. And it's just like, here's the thing. Guardians of the Galaxy is a very difficult thing to pull off narratively. And the reason why, it's just, it's a ragtag group, right? Who, let's be honest, if you look at them individually, you're like, why are they even together? <laughs> right? Yep. This game makes you care about these characters and structurally i don't want to give too much because i know we're about to do a spoiler but it make they tell individual stories that at some point i'm like damn mm. bro that that hit the feels on that one and mm. it's building right so i don't want to spoil because we're going to get deeper on another dd and that's going to be lit so i'm gonna save yep. all my real real deep thoughts but i will say the combat gave me um, um, mini Final Fantasy VII remake vibes, which that okay. which is I like games that you know you think on the fly and then like while well, you thinking the game's still happening, the fight's still happening, but you you got you can still be hit right in, in that and the ability and stuff like that. And I would just say dialogue. Oh, can I, graphics. Can we? Can we? Yeah, please. Oh, woo! Like. Yo, they outside. This is was idols, right? This is idols on this one, right? Yeah, idols Montreal. Yep. Yo, they outside. They are outside <laughs> with their chests like this. Like I'm like, okay, all right. So, yo, Guardians. Oh, can we talk about music? Yeah, please keep oh, going. Oh my god, like maybe I'm biased because I'm you know I'm seventies, eighties baby. These feels, bro. So look. Yeah, there's a connection there that like I couldn't make that you definitely can. From the That's minute a good point. it loaded up, and you, this is what I knew the game is for me. Maybe because this is when you old. <laughs> you load it up, and you you're in the room you are as young Star Lord, and I'm like, this is literally my childhood. <laughs> mm -hmm. They did such a good job with that. We'll get into it later. Job. Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy, go play that. What do you what do you think? I always yes, please. call Guardians of the Galaxy the best single player co-op game. Do you do you yes. get that feeling with it? Yeah, right. Absolutely. It, this is literally a co-op game made into a single player. Just the utilization right. of how you use the team. And, and right. it, yeah, it, it this is a co-op game that they made it to a just one. And yeah. I, it's I like it's so it. weird. It's weird because it's completely yeah. co-op. Completely. Yeah. yeah, but like the the guardian actions and stuff, I'm like, this is all co-op based, but I'm because I'm the leader calling them out to do all this. So yeah, it's it's great. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, we'll definitely talk more we'll about talk the story, about but that's a great pick. All right, so now, like you said, we are separating the men from the boys. There was really 
you know, it's, it's, it's been a tough year for me to have games that I speak very passionately about. If you've noticed the last three games I've spoken about, I've had drawbacks on each of them. I just can't help that. Course, like that's just been the type of year it's been. Outriders was flawed. Yep. Tales of Arise was flawed to an extent, and Halo Infinite certainly is. Mm-hmm. Not to say the rest of these are flawless, but there were really only two games in this entire year that have come out that I have been like, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's the one. You got to play this one. Let's go. So this has been a down year for the Nintendo Ooh. Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Okay, he did it. Okay. Yeah. This has been a down year for the Nintendo Switch. Pop it open every now and again. But otherwise, Series X, my new friend. Yes. That's all I've been on. Hopping over that. PS5. Switch, we'll see you when the pros out, right? Mm-hmm. SMT5 ah. rolls around. Shin Megami Tensei 5 talk rolls talk. around. Fuck your talk. They finally re-reveal it. This was announced when the Switch was revealed in 2017, I believe it was. Or I'm sorry, was it 2016? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But this console was revealed with this game. It was in development hell for so long. It kind of is the silent Halo Infinite, if you will. Just in turmoil for years. And when it comes out, no one's expecting much. But me being a big Atlas fan, I take the leap of faith. I'm like, let me see what SMT is all about by playing SMT4. Right. I play it on my 3DS. It's a 40-hour game. And it is JRPG, the JRPG through and through. No right. doubt about that. So then I move on to five when it finally comes out. I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't watch any gameplay breakdowns, any of that. I, you know, again, in Atlas, I trust. But I fired up kind of with the hesitation of I might drop this already because in my head, like what I played for SMT4 was all right, but it was a very simple turn-based RPG with a post-apocalyptic Tokyo. Imagine my surprise. (laughs) <laughs> when I fire this thing up and it is a not fully open world, but mostly each, there are four regions that mm. are, or I'm sorry, six regions that are open for exploration. Mm-hmm. So it's a somewhat open world RPG and it's post-apocalyptic. Okay. You already know I love my post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. open world stuff. So I'm like, pull around like, okay, let's see what's what going on. Post-apocalyptic Japan, right? Yes. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. got my attention because this was a transition that this series I didn't think needed, but what a difference maker it was. So SMT5, Woo. I start getting into it. I'm like, you know what? Mechanically, this introduces a couple of things, but it doesn't do anything I didn't expect. It's turn-based. It's, you know, man versus God. It's just what it's supposed to be. Right. But it does all of that so well that it's the head of the pack this year when it comes to turn-based RPGs. No one came close. This game, and this series really, is known for being crunchy. Yeah. Really intense difficulty. Yes. Spikes all over the place. Surprise, it's a level 60 enemy and you're level 40. What you gonna do? That type of spike. Like, brutal type of series. Mm -hmm. That's the defining factor here that separates it as well. Because while it's doing everything else it does... Um, that it's expected to do right. It's that. It's the Magatsui system. Magatsui system allows you to say, like, take eight attacks in a row. So there's a level of interaction there. Yeah. In customization. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And because not all those powers are the same. So it's like, do I use those eight turns in a row gotcha. and get a crit hit each turn? 
do I use this special attack that does like 5,000 almighty damage and like really wipe them? Like, what's the right play here? Like, how much do I want to extend my turn out? Right. A lot of options. Just all in all, and, and oh, I, I'm sorry. The soundtrack. I got to hop over to that real quick. Oh, let's get the it. The soundtrack is such a, it's subtle. It's such a subtle little tone setter mm -hmm. constantly. It's just like, do-do-do, do-do-do, is all you hear in the background. Like, mm -hmm, very... little ominous mm. small choir at times yep, yep. very muted soundtrack okay. if you will not literally but very subdued okay a lot of game soundtracks like the bah, 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 yeah bah. they like to turn up extra mm -hmm. extra yeah, yeah like guardians right and yeah, it works well, for it. Up. Yeah, yeah. but for this one i've never played a jrpg that actually was setting a tone constantly it was always defining the tone and i I feel like JRPGs, just by the way that they write their games, are defined by their themes. Right. But this game with the music, the open area, the difficulty where, you know, you're really, like, going through it. It's like, you know, these battles, that's why I wanted to bring it all together. These battles are tough. So this game will, every fight is interesting because you're like, it's life or death here, and I haven't gotten to a save point. It's it's very much, it all comes together into this grueling experience mm -hmm. that's not like Darkest Dungeons grueling. Okay. It's just a breed of its own. It's just a tough, methodical, turn-based RPG. And the last thing, Cog, and I'll Let's shut the it. hell up. No, you're, you're Got to talk about demon fusing. So Let's this game, you're running around as the Nahobino, mm -hmm. a god pretty much. Mm -hmm. You've got your party demons, and you're walking around, bro. And that's what I love about this game, again, with the difficulty, is the it. amount of times I've fused these new demons together yeah. and pulled up like whole squad with me you know squad. like moving the shoulders a little bit like, <laughs> like trying to fight yeah yeah and get knocked the hell out right afterwards <laughs> like the cocky kid it's hilarious it's like so think of pokemon where you get these creatures and they level up as you fight with them mm -hmm. but the way you capture them is through negotiation remember i told yeah. you about the son of defined duke come up to them you're like i got some money yeah. or you, you need this item here you can have that too and they're like i don't like that what about this and like they shake you down a little bit yes you told me about the thug so, and they they yeah. outside like yeah that part's it, funny yeah it's dangerous man it's dangerous so you gotta you gotta shake them down a little bit to convince them like come to my side they right. join you and then you could take them and combine them with like other demons to make oh, new ones so there's a lot of party customization and there's cool mechanics where, like, I got a demon I fell in love with. His name is Yoshitsune. If you're an SMT fan, Persona fan, you know Yoshitsune's busted. He's got this move, Hasao Tobi, I think it's called, mm -hmm. where he just crits the whole battlefield. It's like, I can't let go of this. This game's hard. I need <laughs> yeah, that. OP. Yeah. OP. So you got these items that the game allows you to, like, scale up people's levels to, mm -hmm. you know, because eventually the amount of XP that you earn, you level up way quicker, way quicker than your demons. Way, 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 way quicker. So you gotcha. can out-level them because the game wants you to go use other ones and fuse other ones. Gotcha. But you have the ability to keep them with you if you want. You just got to be smart with item management. Right. So again, it's just that... I hope I got the point across. It's very methodical. But I love that. Everyone knows I'm a little bit of a tinkerer now. I and I that. love these games where I can pick them up. And yeah, sometimes it's it's got that... I call it Divinity Original, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 effect of like... All right, here we go. Like that's the only drawback. It's like you got to prep like, for a place. Oh, you got to prep like the, the yeah, prep time. Okay, you have to be you have to be ready, right? Like right. you have to be like, okay, this is gonna be tough. I need to pay attention. Right. But every time I'm in, I'm dialed in. There is no snoozing on this game. So number two, number two. SMT salute, man. You go off, and you selling it. You selling it, brother, like that. That's what's up. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. All right, so this is it, right? Main event time.
Main event time. What's Cog's what number one? This is what we do. This was tough. This was very tough. This was a very difficult year. I could have literally went with three different games ahead. Wow. I wish I had that problem. Not to interrupt you, but <laughs> because I felt like a lot of stuff was close, but then for me there was one. There was one that for <laughs> me separated very late in the game. Ah. And came together in a way that I did not see coming together. And like you said earlier, the king is back. Oh, man, the there it is. is. Back. The king is back. And, and as much as I, you know, he got a little tarnish on his helmet. He got a little <laughs> stain here. He might have a little arthritis in the elbow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he's back. And the, the, the key is this for me. The multiplayer set the tone. We've said it a million times, right? It set the tone. Get the confidence back. Yeah. You said it, the like, it comes down to pure fun, the most balanced arena shooter on the market, the destroyer of the competition. It's not even close. Battlefield in the bushes. Call of Duty, sorry. Like, mm. you're not. So let's just get that out. And it is the most fun sandbox and balanced weapons we've ever seen. We had on the Ultimate, we had Chris Ray Gun on. We've all said it. Y'all know the vibe. The campaign was the thing. Because for me, I'm like, y'all butchered this in five. Y'all really lied. Y'all really didn't deliver on the promise. And is everything yeah. perfect here? No. There are still some questionable choices on what they choose to talk and not talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. But for the ride and for what I got, if I look at this game as a whole, I am I'm I'm invested. I am fully invested. When you get to pull cog off destiny consistently, yeah, yeah. You're doing something, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I gotta give it. The grappling hook changed the game for me. Oh, the traversal yeah, changed that. the game. Great point. Just yeah. truly changed the game for me in every way. Um, you know, obviously we, we know the story, weapon, pilot, you know, it's clearly the Master Chief Cortana weapon pilot type story, but there's some things going on, you know, mm -hmm. and, and and without spoiling, they're setting things up. And all I'm gonna say is it's not Everybody's going to like everything perfectly, but if you look at it, you got to say it's still a solid story, a solid right. campaign, I should say, campaign. So that's it. I was going to say, he's got his nitpicks. Yeah, we don't want some, but if I look at that campaign, I look at that multiplayer, and mm. this is a package thing, and you're serving this. Oh, I'm yeah. eating well. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm all, I'm all right. I'll, I'll deal with. All right, I could have had a little dessert right there, but I'm all right with this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that's, it, that's it. But let me let me get you, man. This this is. I think mm. I know where you're going. I think you already know. I think I know where you. I I'm so bad. I gotta. I don't know if I should conceal it more. Or should no, I make it no, obvious no, no, when no, I have no, my no. game right, of the year? Right now, you're you're doing. I I just because we've done so many dukes together mm. that I'm pretty confident on what I think it is. But I need to hear you say it, dude. I mean, it can only be one. Only the be January one. beast itself. <laughs> the forgotten one, Hitman 3, is my game of the year for this year. Just like SMT5, the only game I could sit down and emphatically insist, please spend $60 on this, yes. I beg of you. 
where last year was full of that. This year was quite barren of that. And I can understand, you know, honestly, three out of the five games on this list, I can't understand you waiting for, but mm-hmm. these last two, you cannot. These Ooh. were must-own day ones. Hitman 3, I remember. Let's go. I don't forget easily. Let's I go. remember. Talk to him. I post my review. I call it the best bang of your buck in 2021. It's January. It's too soon to call that. Mm-hmm. It's too soon to say that. Mm-hmm. I knew. I knew. I knew. I knew. I knew. And there's nothing that came even fucking close to this game. Mm-hmm. When it came to replayability and respecting my damn time, Hitman 3 was at the top of the list. So I'm going to have to echo a lot of what Cog said when he mm-hmm. brought it up because you put it so well. The level design in this game, the stealth, the options, the challenges that you can complete all blend together perfectly in this one, right? They've been honing their craft for a couple of years. We saw Hitman lose its way. Let's go episodic. Then Hitman 2 is like, we're going to do the full game. But I feel like 3 was the statement for some reason. I don't know why, because they did a lot of the same things in 3 that they did with 2. But just I think because 2 felt a little weird for people because they kept like adding challenges in and adding DLC. Yeah. So you, you fire it up and you'll see like Miami's got a hundred and something challenges. Yes. You're like, yo, this is a lot. Hitman three. I felt was like a blending of this is digestible. It's a good starting point. And if you want to go back through Hitman three, you can. And I yeah. love that they did this because they make it Hitman unlimited. Yes. Right. Hitman Infinite. Yeah. It was Hitman 3. Ah, I like that. I like it was Hitman that. 3. I like and guess it. what? You could just buy Hitman 2, Hitman 1 mm-hmm. in this package. And they brought the engine upgrades oh, from bro, 3 I bought into every 2. Single one of those. Mm-hmm. Sorry, exactly. How can't you? How can't you? Because now you've got one of the most, re- the most sorry, replayable game in 2021. And then you've got two full entries of games that they have been working on and adding updates to to just add to that content with the updates of the engine. I forgot about that. Incredible. Incredible stuff there. Yeah. So it's ama- amazing value on its own, let alone not accounting for the upgrades that you can get that add that stuff in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's just talk about Hitman 3, right? Because I feel yeah. like with that being a buy-in, yeah. Yeah. it could be off the table. Mm-hmm. Hitman 3 has the best mission in 2021 and in gaming, I'd say in modern gaming. Woo! Dartmoor Mansion. Oh. Look, I think of, you've heard me talk about Dishonored 2. Yes. Right there. Yes. Right there. They're neck and neck right now. Dartmoor Mansion is one of the most replayable, enjoyable, tone-setting missions that I fell in love with frame one. Mm -hmm. And I spent a good, I'm not hyperbolic here, good 10 hours on this level alone. Just coming back. Coming back. Sometimes to do the same challenges again. Like, yo, I feel like going to the clock tower and sniping that lady into a grave. <laughs> Just because I can. Yes. But this game, and it's funny, they don't even try to make it narratively make sense. But you'll just, as you progress, like each, it's, um, I don't, I can't even find the fucking words yeah. right now. Like, I love how it's designed because as you finish these levels, for those who are wondering, as you finish these levels, you're going to level up. And mm-hmm. as you level up these missions, you're going to earn new new toys to kill people with you're gonna earn new outfits new spawn points so it becomes a game of like timing too it's like how quickly can i take out my yes. target and get out yes that's another thing good but point. it's also like you look at the challenge you go i don't know where that is i don't know how to get there it's like you gotta come back and so it does it without feeling like you're being stripped of the ability to do something it's just easier if you come back later mm-hmm. with a outfit because certain things are available at certain times it's like yes. How do I get that sniper rifle, that tower, if this guard is carrying it over there at this time in the mission? It's like, oh, 
I got to get to level 20 in this mission, unlock that spawn point to then kill the guard before he even sniffs that sniper rifle. So it's all mine when I want. Like there's a level of thoughtfulness. And again, hey, QA testing. Let's shout out the QA testers here who made this thing possible because this required rigorous testing for sure, no doubt. So just let that all be a thing. And I got to shout out, you brought up Germany. I don't want to spoil anything here, but just the cat and mouse game there. Oh my so god! Well done. So Just well done. Every mission is a is a, a, a replayable sandbox of its own that I've gone back to all year. It's the other thing. You it says a lot about your game, at least to me personally. When you can pull me back, I've given a lot of games like, "Hey, go buy this. Go wait for a sale on this." Mm-hmm. And you know, some games I say buy, I move on from because you know I completed my experience. That's it. It was a great game. You should try yeah. it too, right? But to me. One of the most telling factors is in such a fast-moving industry that you have pulled me back in and made me neglect other parts of my job. And that's fine. That's that's a that's negligence real. I'll happily indulge in. But Hitman 3 did it the most this year. Hitman 3 blew my socks off every step of the way, mm. minus the sixth mission, which honestly doesn't matter. you got five highly replayable missions here. Fear for your lives if this comes into Game Pass because oh. your boy is not going to shut up about this. Yeah. And who knows, maybe it'll be in there by the time we're talking about it here. You know but yeah. fear for your lives if this comes into Game Pass, because I'm not going to stop until everyone in our audience plays it. But yeah. Hey Man 3, Love it. easy game of the year. little disappointing on one end, just because, dude, the first new game you play in 2021 is your game of the year. I know, I you're know, like, I know, I know. Y'all don't stand a chance. I know, you, you're like, isn't it messed up to feel that way? That like, I'm scared of, the, of Elden Ring. Yeah, I'm have like it the again. release cadence, you know what I'm saying, that you're like, damn, it's probably not going to be able to shine the way it's supposed to. Because yeah, I already peaked. <laughs> yes. It, it sucks when something's in that time frame, but nah, I mean, couldn't have said Excellent it any better. List. Excellent game. Excellent list, man. Excellent game. Cog, <laughs> we still got our worst games of the year, man, and I <laughs> am itching to hear Mr. Deathloop in the top five and what he's got is the absolute worst of the worst, so... Hit me with it, brother. What's your number five? This one, this one bothered me. Because this, <laughs> this one was supposed to set off the gen for me. This one, you know, the potential oh, yeah. of what they were trying to do. And it got delayed initially. And then it came out in that month we just talked about. January. Mm. And I'm like, yo, these people, <laughs> man, they're going to do it. They're going to do it, man. It's going to be Silent Hill comes back. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, yo, they doing a mechanic. It's next gen only, bro. Yeah. So, man. <laughs> so average. Just average. <laughs> like, the animations was not it. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like the the story, what they were trying to do, yes. You know, I forgot the creature's name that kind of changed. There's a couple of moments. It's funny. You think I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you do. I heard you on um, Miles' show talking about it. I was, y'all that was, was a going, great conversation. That was a great conversation because Miles was loving it. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. like, nah, bro. Nah. I'm, I'm with Maddie. I'm like, yeah. nah, bro. Miles is a great dude because he, he's got unique insight. Like, yeah, I, I love Miles. Miles. I did not it. fathom anyone liking the medium. Yeah, I did not like, fathom that. Bro, it, it, like, you know when it hit me, it was just like, they touted it like it was such a 
next-gen-defining feature. It, it, it split screen. It, it, it was a gimmick. It was it was nothing. Oh, we hit the switch, then you do this, and I'm like, nah, man. Like, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful as far as processing power. I know it probably to render two games. Yes, yeah. that takes processing power. That probably can't be done. But when it came to the core gameplay, did that revolutionize anything? No. Then the textures, the animations, everything, it just looked dated. It looked rushed. It just, no, no medium, right. no. So sorry. I wanted to love you. I really did. But no. Yeah. <laughs> the medium. Great pick. Great, mm -hmm. great pick. Uh, <laughs> Number five, I'm right there with you. I had to start off with one that you just want to love. Because that's the thing that I should make clear for our audience is sometimes the worst games aren't the, the ones worst. that are demonstrably bad. Yes, correct. Correct. It's the ones that had the potential and missed the mark woefully. Yes. There you go. Let's go. And so Whew. that's why I picked Biomutant to start things off here. Yeah, this game, so man, I know okay, I, I'm going to be beating up on some indies in this part. I get it. Like, mm -hmm. everyone's going to call me a bully for it. Uh, There's no mercy. You released your game on my watch. Yeah. I kid, but I, you know, I know a lot of people defend Biomutant because it's a team of 20. They were ambitious with it. Guess what? That's bad game direction then. You were too ambitious for your team size. Mm. That's how I look at it. Biomutant is a game that nobody wanted to love more than me because let me lay out the groundwork for you. You tell me if on paper Let's this does go. not sound amazing. Talk you have it. animals with an amazing character creator system <clears throat> that is set in an open world with kung fu combat and choice and consequence. Oh, that sounds like game of the year to be, right? Yeah, this sounds like it. This sounds like the indie gem, right? Like, yeah. I always shout out Focus Home Interactive. Oh, I, think I love they you. do I love a them. really good job with not really indies, but double A games. Yes. And they brought me the likes of Vampire, one of my favorite RPGs of last gen. Like, so I'm always open to the to the double A RPG. Greedfall is another one mm -hmm. because they're the ones that can experiment on a level that we're not, and hopefully we will see with triple A. Good point. And, you know, we wait around for your Baldur's Gate 3 from yeah. Larian. Of course, we have Wasteland 3, which is phenomenal. It's right. a rarity, though. Right. So I really look to these AA developers to give me the RPGs I need that I know is for a very specific audience. Yes. And so what you get is a game that throws a, and I'm not exaggerating, a million things at the wall. You can get in mechs. You can ride horsebacks. You can sprint across the map. You can fast travel. You can kung fu fight. You can use weapons. You can use guns. There's gun fu. You can capture outposts. You can... There's a laundry list of things this game does and they don't get one of them right because they tried to do too many. This game, if they trimmed the fat off of it, probably would have been incredible, but they got over ambitious. They tried way too hard to do a half measure on everything and say, it's good enough. And instead of focusing on a number of mechanics, getting it right and building off of it, it's the number one mistake game developers make. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I'm not saying it like I know all, but I know for a damn fact, when you bite off too much more than you can chew, if you don't have the manpower and the money, you just can't do anything about it. And even if you got the money, it's about the manpower after a certain amount of time here. And Biomutant's that game. It's a prime example of what happens when you don't have a leader who really looks at the game and goes, okay, mm -hmm. we're doing way too much here. This isn't passing our quality checks. We got to stop this. Cut it out. Right. right? And just let's make, the, let's make the combat good. Mm -hmm. Let's make the choice and consequence work. And honestly, leave it at that. Yep. Leave it at that. Build the rest of the game around that. Like they didn't pick their core mechanics. They just, I could tell they just got happy and kept adding and adding and adding. Mm -hmm. And eventually we got what we have here, which is a game that I can see why people think is charming. 
and why they might like it on sale, but I paid 60 bucks for it. And Biomutant really disappointed me. And that hurts because I was making videos about it. If anyone mm -hmm. watched, I, I made videos before it launched, like the RPG, I called it the RPG no one's talking about. I was like, check this thing out. This is awesome. Because again, AA RPGs hype me up. So number five, sorry, Biomutant, take yeah. your seat. Bro, Paul went out. Paul went out for Biomutant. You said it well. Yeah, that, that was on a lot. I forgot. Like, mad people were hyped for that. Like, yeah, that definitely yeah. hit. Speaking of which... This one, I might not be ever allowed on Sacred Symbols after this. Oh! <laughs> um, but I am sorry. I wanted to love this game. And here's the thing. I, I, was ch I wanted to love this game. And I think me and you had this conversation from the standpoint of, I'm not a roguelike guy. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere else. No, oh. I'm going this. I'm going that. No, I know. Oh. I know you thought I was going. No, wow. no, 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 no. And I'm going to get killed because this is a lot of people's game. But I bought it. I played it. Got far. And when I do a roguelite and you don't got no save system and you crash my PS5. Yeah. Two times, <laughs> you are uninstalled and you're out of here. Returnal, yeah. you got to get out. I'm sorry, bro. Like, <laughs> it, maybe it's anecdotal because it happened to me, but I know other people it happened to. I want, it, like, it was giving me the Prometheus vibes. It was giving oh, dude, me, the, you know, the vibe was dope. And you coming across your body, multiple. Okay, how did I die here? What's going on here? Then you mm -hmm. pick up the little things. Now, some of the, um... Things I forgot when you pick them up and they give you negative um, attributes. Oh, okay. yeah. That was annoying. That was the turn off for me, man. Yeah. I'm like, come on, you know. But, bro, what it just. Now, I know it's fixed now, I hear. <laughs> but it's like when you didn't respect my time and you you fundamentally broken. <laughs> Forget yeah. the, Even if you take the break it out, like you ain't got no saves. I had to put my joint in rest mode just to come back to you. And I'm just like pain. Yeah. So I wanted to love you. I know people love this game. It's up. Returnal. It did me dirty. It did. It did me personally dirty, and I Dude, didn't forgive it. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, did you? And did you play Hades before that? Because I feel like that could have really hurt it. Yes. Yeah. And I was just like, to say Hades, to say mm -hmm. it's good, it's cool. I like the, I like the environment. I like the fight and the combat, the free flowing. That's cool. Mm -hmm. But nah, got it. Yeah. No. That's the thing is Hades with the. Yeah, it was just the the runs are like an hour tops, and I feel like with Returnal, I saw people saying I'm three hours into my run. Hope I don't die. I like, can't save, and like, like, dude, that's bad. That's really bad, bro. My, like I, when that joint crashed, this, bro, I uninstalled that. I was angry. I said, oh, hell no, you're out of here. You are out of here. You, you, how, how dare you do this to me? You know what I'm saying? Like I was just not respecting your time at all. Yeah, like, bro. Like who shipped this out like this? Like nah. Yeah, and we got to shout out. Uh, we yeah. got to shout out Ben too. He had a really unique technical issue with Returnal. If you remember, where ben, Ben's like PS5 wasn't playing Returnal, and he had like ship his console in. Like he was doing all different man manner of things to get Returnal this? working. Yeah, this is a whole story. He actually, I think they did an episode of Sacred Symbols Plus. But yeah, this was one that went under the radar. Is that 
I'm not trying to slander because I haven't played a lot of it. Yeah. But Returnal was like a technical disaster on a lot of oh. levels. Like Ben had a lot of issues. You had the most common issue, right? The crashes, yeah. no saves. Because no saves were just not a part of the game until mm -hmm. now they are. But yeah, it just it was not ready. It was not ready. And then they bought Housemark. And um yeah. so hopefully that won't happen again. But yeah, yeah, it's a really underrated game in the sense of like there was a negative conversation around it that yeah. I think was forgotten about because probably Halo. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It just sucks because the potential was there. You yeah, know, that's all. What you got? What you got? Number three. No, number I got four. number four, four here. Number four here. Four. No, no, you're good. You're good. <sighs> uh oh, like I said, you know, the ones you want to love, right? You would never have met a bigger fan of the Ascent prior to August 31st mm. than Mr. <laughs> Maddie plays. <laughs> but then that fateful day arrives, <sighs> and I fire it up. I remember, like, I was there midnight. Like, whenever, whenever the pre preload was done, and you could fire it up. I was there in my seat, butts in seats, hype. controller. Yeah, I was like, yo, this is it. Like, I this hype. looks unique. This looks fun. It brings me back, but it's also like modernized. Man, you couldn't have asked for anything more fitting right now. Night, right in the summer, it's a dead time for gaming. Oh, yeah, good point. Yep. Little yep. hidden gem hours. Yep. Like, man, the story was written before I even picked up the controller, right? No. The ascent was very bad. It was very bad. I'm sorry. I don't mean to just be like that, no, but it was bad. It Talk about it. Okay, let's start with what it did right. Okay, I got to say, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful It game. ends there. <laughs> Yo, he said it's beautiful. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, because the traversal, I don't care if there's a, a cab there. The traversal, thumbs down, because the traversal mixes with the one thing this, this game got wrong. Neon Giant, check your math, man. Mm -hmm. Check your math, because... The, the rubber banding that occurred in random instances of the world, the frustration that you experienced with Returnal Cog speaking was me. Crashes. Yeah, that, speaking of crashes, right? Technical issues, but the frustration I experienced is I was just trying to go to my next main story objective that I was the right level for, and I'm getting bodied as a level 12 by level 20s. Mm -hmm. I'm getting roughed house. I got to reload my save constantly. I got to avoid combat, which is supposed to be the superstar here. Mm -hmm. I got to cheese the game to beat enemies that are way out of my level because yeah, the game just that. puts them there. The just spikes. so much wrong with the balance of this game, and then you get into the aftermath. Because the balance really is what took the cake for me. It was like, this is not good. Then you get to the aftermath. Okay, we're going to tweak things here. They break the game. They break the game. PC was already broken. They break the game on Xbox with a patch. And I remember Phil Spencer tweeting it out. I was a little high. He was like, great to see the team working on the ascent. A lot of potential here. Mm -hmm. Happy to see work continue. And I'm like, oh, it must have been pretty good. Phil's going to fucking tweet about it. <laughs> and I see, I, I, see, I see news articles. The Ascent is now broken on Xbox thanks to the latest patch. I'm like, yo, no way. Like, they broke it after this. So then another number of weeks pass by. Here's a new patch fixing things. And it's still, like, so what they did was created more work for themselves because they had to undo everything that yeah. was wrong with this game before even working on the things I was complaining about. So it was this multi-month process. By the time we got to the post-launch support, none of it mattered because it didn't even add things that we were all looking for. Facts. Like better stories, more interesting stories in a world that was criminally underutilized oh. here. Like it is a backdrop that you run around in and nothing more. All the corporations they attempt to build up, the characters that they fail to build up, yeah. just none of it hung around long enough for you to care about. Anything that was around for a while, they just 
didn't do enough, didn't give enough attention to to make them worth caring about is what happened here. And then you get to the end and it cliffhangs you and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, I get it. It's a platform and we'll see you next in the next couple of years. And hopefully then we'll, we'll get the ascent that I was looking for. But right now, <laughs> in its most basic form, the ascent was a, uh, uh, a, a game that I was so beyond excited for, and it really you should sit as, at number one. But there's more, there are bigger disappointments than this one, believe it or not. I remember how hype you were. It's so funny because you went into it super hype, and coming down to a crashing disgust, and I Crashed went down into to it the earth. with super disgust because I'm like, all right, man, I'm gonna do it. We'll do the ultimate, okay, man. Yeah. Like I came into <laughs> it like because I'm not. I'm gonna be real with you. I'm not big team what is it twin stick i'm not the mm. biggest guy i like mm. it look cool but i'm not like that's not like one of my favorite genres yeah and then i'm like all right i gotta see i kind of i got I, I got caught up by how pretty it was and mm. and and, and where they get me is i'm mr co-op so i'm just like all right but mm. everything you said and then and, and i will say this the narrative was not it like, I, I literally just skip it. I just like, whatever, just tell me what to mm-hmm. shoot next. Where am I going next? Mm-hmm. And that's when the map issue started to hit yeah, and yeah. travel. And then it starts to compound. And all I would say, I mean, really much to say, it just I just hope with a foundation and a, if they afforded the sequel to have the time to do that thing right. Because the potential is that we want to love it. I, I, I know you where you want to love it that way. And it just it just didn't hit. So I, I got you, man. I got you. Um, Let's hear from you now, right? Yeah, We're, in now the three. We We're in the top three. Are we in the, the men separated from the boys moment here? Or, uh... Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Okay. Not yet. But we're we getting there. We're getting there. Um, this was a surprise. Again, I think I mentioned it before, too, where it's, um, it was supposed to be set up for this. And there wasn't one fundamental issue was wrong with this game, but it just lacked the soul and passion of what I thought it was going to be. And Back for Blood was not what I thought it was going to be. I, I thought we would be talking about this. We would be, you know, we, you know, I thought it would be a DDU on this at some point, right? We almost did it, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, we it, almost did. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it was just like, couldn't justify. What's there? There's yeah. nothing there. And then you know, we talked about the PvP. We talked about you know, the lack of the single player, we talk, you know, the, some of the characters had the personality, it had some of the, the classic Left for Dead-ish type moments, but it came and it went so fast, bro. Like, this, you know what this was? This was microwave food. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, like, heard that. like, you know, like, it, you have a good meal and you savor it. You're like, oh like my we're God. looking at Kraft Mac and Cheese versus yeah. Easy Mac right yeah. now. Like, is that like, this is a Swanson. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is a Swanson Hungry Man. You had yeah, it. Yeah, the Hungry Man. Remember the Hungry Man joint? You have it. Yeah. And then you're done. And you don't really remember it. it. It's just, that's what happened. This is the Hungry Man Swanson of gaming right now. I can't oh believe what happened to this game, bro. Oh we don't God. even talk. Who's talking about Back for Blood right now? No one. Let me do a quick player count check while we're out. Yeah, let's see what's going on. Because, yeah, and I don't know what's going on with post support. You know, I mean, shout out to the cross play. I, what I played was fun, but it did not last. It did not stick. How they doing? As of one hour ago, 4,000. What? Yep. 24 hour peak, 7,800. Oh, they dead, dead. 
Yeah, in November, in November, from launch month of October to November, they dropped off eighteen thousand players to an average of about ten thousand, and then the next month, they dropped off another two thousand. This game died fast, man. Bro, this game died fast. Yeah, shout out. I'm looking right now. That's just Steam, of course. Obviously, Game Pass numbers might change that a little bit, but you got to talk. Of course, the solo, man. The lack of solo, rather. Big time. Big time. Bro. No versus. It hurts. Oh, wow. It is on the list. Okay, hold on. So this is one, two, three, four, five, six. So six, two, three, four, five. Hold on one second. Six, seven, eight. Wow. It's like barely in the top 50. Of Xbox Live most play game. Barely. Really? Hanging on for dear life. UFC 4 ahead of it. Wow. Warframe. Marvel Avengers. No! Marvel no. Avengers is outside, beaten back for blood upside the head. <laughs> no, man. This is yeah. where we at. Bro. Wow, that puts it into perspective. Yeah, Stand. that really does. That's. Dude, that's incredible. <laughs> that's yeah, a- rest in peace. I don't know what happened. Maybe they have a try to have a bounce back moment. But yeah, this was. I thought I would be playing this for for for, for months. You and I both. Yeah, yeah. I I love Left 4 Dead too. And I, this didn't. And did it, I didn't even look for. I was open minded to the idea of like, okay, no versus play. What's the big deal? But like, yeah. no solo. The AI is so bad that you need to get your friends on. You, it's not the option. Like, let's get a couple buddies together. Like, two, three, mm-hmm. we'll have an AI teammate. Like, you need a full squad for this game. You need yeah, no point. options. You need a full squad. Good point. So, yeah. really good pick there. Mm-hmm. What you got? What you got? Number three goes to a game that is, uh, dare I say, split down the middle. Ooh. I'm talking about the medium. <sighs> Let's so, get this medium smoke. Let's go. Yeah, I was gonna say, man. I I, I remember I dropped this. this. No, dude. I I. So me and Carrick week after week made fun of this game. <laughs> y'all remember in the early days of Defining Duke, like we we shit on the medium. I don't know how else to put it. Like it was a butt of every joke because this is not a video game. I don't know how else to tell people this. This is not a video game to me because there is. <laughs> literally no gameplay if you can find it identify and if you're going to tell me walking between portals and doing a puzzle is no 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 Mm. this is not a video game Mm. it was the most boring one i played this year i have played 40 hour jrpgs i felt like they moved faster than whatever this game is there was no story the atmosphere fell short the soundtrack i will give i'll give some love to they got the dude who was doing a Silent Hill soundtrack. Yeah, smart yeah. move. Yep. That would have been great if there was anything worth being afraid of or nervous about to set that atmosphere. But there was none of that. It was just empty, hollow environments. And guess what? It's because they clearly were technically limited by their own design choice, which was splitting the game into rendering two scenes. So while the Series X can handle that, I don't know if it was their own ability to to program and allow to say like, Hey, let's have a couple monsters or let's have some stuff. That's really going to freak you out. You'd be chased by like invisible dudes. I just, this game just really bothers me. Mm-hmm. It's not even, this is the, like I said, right. We start off with what we wanted to love the medium. I was like, all right, let's see what this is all about. I wanted to review it. I did. What? <laughs> I did call, I called it in my review title yet another middling Xbox exclusive. Ooh. Cause that's what it was at the time. Right. I didn't know how Ooh, long it would be. Fodder. I saw one of the developers respond. They're like, oh, man, bummer. <laughs> it's just like, oh. <laughs> like, ooh, you hate to see that. But the medium, man, 
uh it, middling was honestly probably being generous for how as that game's aged i just really felt like there's nothing there worth your time there's really not unless here's the thing oh, let's go, here's let's the go. last leg it's standing on you like achievements oh you like free it, achievements oh bro easy you, gamer you, score yeah, you easy gamer score. E- yeah, really, really easy gamer score. Yes. So you you could get yourself some of that if you want, but please spend your time elsewhere. Yeah. It was nine hours long and it felt like an eternity. Also, awful awful camera angles. I get they were trying to harken back to a certain era, but <sighs> just I was constantly getting confused because I'd like take two steps into an open area and it's like lower the camera, Bro. then I take another two steps forward and they'd raise it above me. And I'm like, I get what you're going for. I know where the inspiration's Bro. from, but there's a reason we left this shit behind. Exactly. Can we get that? Those Resident Evil tank controls with mm. the fixed angles. You're trying to go for the fake cinematic experience. Yeah. Give me the camera. Let me manipulate. And that's when the gimmick stuff started. I'm with you. Yeah, with yeah you. man. So I'm, I'm hoping that this team... Uh, they're working on it seems like Silent Hill next. Yeah. Um, I, I do kind of want to see the medium get a sequel to drop the split screen bullshit, yes. do it in a different way, make a full game w- and see what happens there mm-hmm. because it was missing gameplay. So do that. And I imagine this game will be received a lot better by people. It got good scores for what it was. So, yeah, you know, yeah. that's my number three. All right, now it's time. Separate. Now it's time. <laughs> the men from the boys and, and disappointment said, it's back on the tip of my tongue again. I mentioned it before. <sighs> when, you, when you tout, yo, this is the most unique, <laughs> never before seen indie game. You've never seen anything like this. You've got world-class Acting talent. You got William Dafoe. You got James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley. You got an all-star class. This this has never been done before. Everything in one room. Twelve minutes come to the front of the congregation. (laughs) I need to talk to you, bro. I need to talk to you. This game was hyped something crazy. Yep. They were like, yo, this is the most unique. I'm telling you. And we got it. And the first thing I noticed is I'm not a graphics horse. I'm like, all right, indie game. I I get Mm. that. But Mm. the first thing I noticed is why can't I move my person with a controller the normal way? Why am I having to point and mouse click like I on a controller? That already got me. I didn't know it was like that. Oh, okay. When bro. you said it was clearly a PC game, I thought you meant interacting with stuff. You mean when you walk, you point, you click on- can you press up, nothing happens. <laughs> you got to move the analog circle to tell him where you want to go. And you got to do not complex actions, but complex combinations of actions at certain times. Otherwise, the loop's busted and you get sick of William Defoe busted in the door, mm-hmm. beating you up, the same loop going on. Oh, and like I said, please, people, play Forgotten City. Mm-hmm. That is how you do time loop and respect the intelligence of the player. This game does not respect it. Then obscure puzzles that some of them make no sense. Like this, there's a part of it where you you get into it. Like this is what sucks because you want to love it, right? You want to love it. The, mm-hmm. the, 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 the dialogue, I will say, is strong. It's good, you know. But what happens is based on there's so many, it's so much, it's so open-ended that there's certain dialogues that just don't flow 
back to back correct. They don't seamlessly merge, and it does. It, you lose immersion on certain things, yeah. and I think that's what it is. And it just then when you find out why you did all of this, bruh, for like the payoff was not worth the really? like, bruh. Yes, I like, was just like, this <laughs> is what this is all about. I I almost want to listen to your and Ben's spoiler cast you, just to oh. just to like hear because I don't plan on playing it just yeah, to yeah, hear yeah. what the ending what the resolution of this time loop is. It's, your face is so telling that it's yeah, just like it's like man. they try. You know how someone tries to think like, "Yo, this is gonna be hot. Like this is gonna be wowing," and it just didn't hit. So yeah, mm. twelve minutes. I'm sorry. I wanted to love you, but you definitely wasted my time. Oh, part of me. Sorry. Oh, good, Had a little good. yawn and raise. You yeah, finished yeah. talking. Let's go. That's how I felt. Playing Top it. two. Yeah, t- <laughs> what you got? Top two time. That's good. And um, this one would have been a really easy pick, but Colin's making it difficult. Ooh. He's giving this game a leg to stand on with the last stand audience that's preventing me from going into <laughs> full beatdown mode. Let's go. I want to know what this is. <sighs> Sean Carlo Esposito, I'm sorry, man. Ooh, you doing it? <laughs> I, Ooh. I, I do not like Far Cry Six at all. Ooh. What hasn't been said about Far Cry Six? I'll be completely honest with you. Yes, you've probably heard it before, but I'm gonna say it again. This, uh, this game just showcased to me. Ubisoft is it, it's it's the last true Ubisoft open world Far Cry game we will get. As they transition into everything being live service RPGs, Assassin's Creed's already heading there. We already know they're setting up a live service Far Cry game. This was the last hurrah. I think that's lost on a lot of people. Right now, people are going, it's great, it's great, it's great. I think as time goes on, we're going to look back at this and go, wow, that was the last one we got. It was a real whack effort. The reason I say that is because you get a talent like Giancarlo Esposito. And it's just like with 12 minutes, right? It doesn't matter who, but what you're working with, I think. Because the script they gave him, the motivations they provided him. This man's the dumbest dictator of all (laughs) fucking time. He's so stupid. And all you got to do is watch the ending to know what I'm talking about. There's the everything he sets up, everything he does, his reasoning behind everything. The man just doesn't fucking care and throws it away. Like he just... I'm, this is not a spoiler when I say that, but you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. It is infuriating. Yeah. So Woo. I want to talk about it individually on a narrative level because uh-huh. then we get to the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And look, I know Ubisoft has been cranked on for hitting us with that good old-fashioned open-world mm-hmm. checklist gameplay. And I've said it before. You know, I said it with SMT5, right? You know what to expect and if you're doing it well, then what's there to argue? Yeah. So I get where people come from on the defense here. Mm-hmm. But Far Cry 6 on a design level just shows that they still remember the good old days of 2012 Damn. when Far Cry 3 came around mm. and they can't let go. Mm. And again, I, I get where people are going to come from using my own words against me and yeah. it's totally fair. Mm. But Far Cry 6 shows what happens when you know you've got something good mm. and you don't work to try to improve it. Like at SMT5, yeah, it's a turn-based RPG and on a fundamental level it works, but it's the difficulty, it's the fusing, it's mm. the world. Like those all evolved surrounding that core piece that made it into greatness. Where Far Cry 6 is still Far Cry 3 gotcha. in every way. Open world, checklist, flamethrower mission, hallucination mission, getting wow. drunk with your friends. Every single beat you've seen in Far Cry 3, mm. down to a very particular appearance, is here in Far Cry 6. 
And it's absurd to me that Ooh. this game does not get the flack that it should be getting from the community continuously. Because Ubisoft sucks, right? They're in the same place that I think Activision is at in a lot of ways. Just Activision's done such a horrible job that they've stolen that Ubisoft Thunder. And they're like, yo, NFT season with Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Let's do it. I just can't emphasize enough on open world level, on a creative level, how and, and on a narrative level, how bankrupt Far Cry 6 is. For a man who is as rich as Anton Castino, there's not a a, a dollar in mm. here worth spending. So Woo. that didn't even fucking make sense. But you get the point here that Far Cry 6 has me so flustered. I forgot how to speak I love English. It. I love yeah. it. So, all right, last question. Uh, so are you implying that there's a lot of copy and paste action going on? <laughs> yes. And here's the thing is Carrick would go over the moon if you heard me say this. I kind of get the love for Far Cry Primal now. I used to we bat went back Gotta and get forth, man. Yeah, yeah. Bad I was I was team Battlefield Hardline as yep. the, the the weird spinoff that yep. I loved. He was team Far Cry Primal. Mm. And now I kinda get it. Get it. Because Far Cry Primal, I mean, I did not like it, but man, was it different. Different. Yes. yes. Was it different? Did it have that open world nature? Yes, but dude, when you said it in that time period, okay. You're you gotta play differently. Like there's no guns. Like it's all like sticks and bone, sticks and stones. I mean, mm -hmm. so Carrick, if you end up catching this, no, I understand now. <laughs> Far Cry Six has broken me. <laughs> Come full circle. So this is it, huh? <laughs> yeah, this is it. This was weird because I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this was one that I'm like, damn. If I'd have looked at the top of the year. There's no way I would include this because this is what I was looking for. This is what I was waiting for. This is what, you know, fans of this have been waiting for. And then it came out very meekly in the month of October. <laughs> and well, it initially attempted to come out in the month of October. Oh. <laughs> and a delay happened. Oh. I'm like, this is, I mean, they, 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 they nailed everything that the community wanted. Modern environment. You know what I'm saying? They, 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 they the graphics look crazy. The trailer's like, yo, like, this is it. You know, like, okay, you know, no single player. But you know what? All right. Cool. And then it drops. And I watch Mr. Matty play. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. All right, we, we like the quick, you know, thing on the fly and the, the attachments and it's just not it. Like, it's just soulless. And I think it has to do partly with Halo being outside. Mm -hmm. But it, I am shocked as a Battlefield guy. Battlefield 2042, bro, like. And I'm looking at it right now, not in the top 25 of Xbox play outside of the top 25. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, wow. This, this surprised me. And we talked about it early, you know, in another DD 70% player drop on steam, 70%, right. You know, the, 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 the issues in the community, the issues that people have with the game, you know, they, they, they say they're going to try to, to address it. But it may be just too late. I didn't see this coming. Mm. I had this as the Halo killer. 
This was the game I was scared Biggest to threat. death yeah. for Halo. I'm like, Halo, don't do it. Me and King saw we used to battle. I'm like, don't do it, Halo. Be smart. Get away from them. <laughs> this is the battlefield everybody wants. This is the one. And it just came out. What they call it? <laughs> I ain't gonna get too graphic, but you know. Stumbled out of the game a little bit. Bro, like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. Like, mm. man, this is. They call it, it's expressive. It's like a wet fart, a shard. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was that. Surprise. Like, it's shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, what happened, Battlefield? What happened to you? How now we calling up Daddy Vince? You ain't even been out a whole, but we calling up Daddy Vince to run your <laughs> whole organization? What is going on in the building? That's crazy. They could have not expected it. And then remember me and you talked about. When the delay happened, I'm like, okay, cool. They're going to push it back. It might come out December. They're like, no, 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 two weeks. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, what's happened to delay? What was the fourth point of the delay then? Like, mm. did you? So that's what I should have. I should have caught it then. And then you said it best when they was too cute for Game Pass. You said it best. You were like, this <laughs> game should have been on Game Pass. And I'm like, well, they going to try to get their money. You right? And look at it now. Look at it now. Yeah. Battlefield 2042. I don't know what happened to you, brother. You were, you yeah. were, you were the, what's it like in the, in the Star Wars? You were supposed to be the chosen one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what they're happened? Burn, they're burning and burning hot in the lava, Mustafar. Yeah, it's bad. So that was it. For That's, uh, yeah. It's funny you bring up Game Pass because I forgot, you know, it's, it's funny. I was asked about like if I'm still like an advocate for it because, hey, it came out pretty broken. It's like obviously not anymore, but beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Battlefield would have been smart to have it there. I just think they would have. And, I, you know, I appreciate you giving me credit for that. But, yeah, mm -hmm. I just um, I think, yeah, looking at these player counts, I'm on Steam charts right now. And five minutes ago on Steam, 16,000. Damn, for Battlefield. 24-hour peak, 23,000. Its all-time peak was 100,000. Of course, that's going to be really high. But it started off in there. And, actually, I'm looking at the chart, and it's just been it's been riding down and at one point mm -hmm. it reached as low as 9,020 players today this wow. morning i'm saying this afternoon That's... i get it we're recording on a wednesday a weekday here yeah um so you know some people are at work and stuff and it'll pick up at the the gamer mm -hmm. hours if you will but right. a game this popular global population 9,000 on steam at one wow point. we're december 8th right now as we record this yeah Remember that says a lot. Says a lot. Last one I said. Remember that trailer? How crazy everybody was going. I was going crazy, man. Yeah, me too. All right, what you got? This is it. Main event. I don't know if it's much of a main event. If you know what to expect out of the uh, the the actor on stage, huh? Do we talk? What we doing? <clears throat> do it. It's not uh, not the best time loop game. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go. But it's not twelve minutes. <laughs> And it's not Forgotten City. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, so I, I want to thank the audience first and foremost, because <laughs> you've been very patient with me. No one, as of this moment of us recording, has ever written in to complain about the amount of times I have dropped my pants and taken a dump all over this game. Let's go. <laughs> but we're going to do it one last time. One last time. Oh, man, you coming and for And then blood. it's going to come to Game Pass, and I'll do it one more time. Come on, Matty. <laughs> Not, not like this, man. Not like this. The Ladies worst and gentlemen, game. The worst game oh, of the year. Man. 
is Deathloop. <laughs> Come on, man. Not like this. <laughs> yep. It ain't it ain't this, man. It ain't oh, this. It ain't the Olive Garden the Olive signature Italian, Italian yeah, dressing. That's undefeated. That's gay. Not, that's salad dressing of the year. That's yeah, salad dressing. It's the not year. that. It wishes it were that good, but it's Damn, not. Maddie, come on. It is. I'm sorry, but this is the one that goes from bad to disappointing. Okay? So I'm not saying it's an awful game, but Deathloop was a premier disappointment on a level that I never really truly expected out of Arcane. And I will absolutely admit right up front that yes, the emphasis on it being a 10 out of 10 enhanced my disappointment. Okay. Because that's the root of this. Let's get to the root. Let's have our therapy right now. Come on, bro. (laughs) I got to interrupt you and your joy. Just one time. Your therapy, because people out here, as the, the kids call it, capping saying it's a perfect game and i think that 10 out of 10 affected your arcane soul i mm-hmm. think so but i'm gonna let you i just want to get that mist, i'm glad man, you said that corrupting my insides i'm glad you said that I, okay i i, I, yeah, I, I, I want to be that. totally transparent okay, because fair. there's a discourse there that i think is a very dangerous road to walk for this yes. game <laughs> all right so let's start off with of course the opinion mine on death loop okay let's go so I consider myself a bit of an arcane connoisseur, yes, if you will. Yes, you know, yes, yes, yes. I like fine. a little prey, a little dishonored. It's yes, quite good. Yes, past Take the, a sip of each of these. Pass the grape poupon. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's me in my arcane museum, just no picking doubt. them off the shelves. Yes. Mm-hmm. What, what eclectic experience do I want to enjoy today? Mm-hmm. Immersive Sandman FPS with stealth elements. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then Deathloop breaks down the door and it's like, I'm here, baby. <laughs> Let play me. I'm the new guy in town. I'm like, Ar- Mike, Arcane literally never misses. You can probably find stream reactions of me watching State of Play, PlayStation showcases, just saying the words in Arcane we trust. Mm. I don't know what I don't I didn't know what Deathloop was before it came out. No one really did. But I know I'll know when I play it and Arcane, if anything's gonna give me good gameplay, right? Mm. And I play this game, man. And everything about it just rang hollow to me. Mm. The the time loop elements felt like nothing more than a facade the weapons and abilities given to you were either rehashed from older less popular games it would seem Mm -hmm. but also your arsenal was woefully limited compared to anything they've made but the worst limitation of them all was the amount of exploration that you could do Mm. we're talking about the team responsible for Dunwall City in 2012 we're talking about the team responsible for Clockwork Mansion and you're telling me I could barely open a fucking door in Deathloop man and it's all because someone could invade my world and we use that but it's exclusive to the PS5 and we had games like Dark Souls allowing me to roam an open world <laughs> with true exploration and in those games I could... I would still get invaded. You're telling me that that's the excuse Deathloop can lean on. Give me a break. Give me a break. This game was undercut by its own performances of the past. And you can blame no one but Arcane for that, okay? I'm glad people enjoyed it. I don't begrudge you or resent you unless you're Cog putting in your top five. The game of the year. (laughs) But otherwise, Deathloop to me was uh, a tragedy because... I feel they have made so many, not even just better, multitudes better. As Cog sips his coffee, he's like, okay. Multitudes better, though. Let him go, though. Let him go. Yeah. Than anything Deathloop offers. 
but because it's a new guy in town, man, I feel like I feel like what's happening right now is I'm happening. the dude in high school sporting my flannel, right? Mm-hmm. It's flannel season, right? No one's wearing flannels though, <laughs> because Maddie's wearing the flannel, right? Uh-huh. Because I'm the dork, I'm the geek. <laughs> no one in Maddie's high school is wearing the flannels. Okay, okay. Suddenly. John shows up, flannel and told people like, yo, John! That's what this is! Flannel, bro! I'm getting one. I love that flannel. I love flannel. (laughs) I'm wearing my flannel now. And suddenly everyone's showing up with flannels. And you like, bro, I was rocking that last year. I know what this is. I was like, I was there with the flannel for almost a decade now screeching to you all about this game and you found out late and now you've told arcane now everyone's told arcane guess what it's okay that you trimmed everything down this is the path and now there are games i have a strong feeling i don't want it to be this i'm gonna have hope for redfall okay so don't don't when i start getting excited for redfall don't try to flip this on me Uh i have hope for redfall okay but now we're walking the path of a casual arcane because everyone ignored the flannel in 2012 with Dishonor. They ignored the flannel in 2016 with Dishonor 2. They ignored the flannel with Dishonor, Death of the Outsider in 2017. They ignored it with Prey. They ignored it with Prey Moon Crash. They ignored it every step of the way, and this company had no choice but to make it easy for people Ooh. to the point that we're being told that the AI was so fucking dumb. It was an intentional design decision. That's the level that we're going to for this. Damn, scathing. I'm sorry, but Deathloop to me on an industry level is a real disappointment. Damn. But as a game, they have made so much better and you owe it to yourself to play those <laughs> games. Them. I love yeah, these. you owe it to yourself to play the games that have come from Arcane beforehand. I'm not sitting here, old man shouting at the cloud telling you can't enjoy Deathloop. There are elements that I understand people like. It feels good to play because it takes stuff from older games that developed it far further than Deathloop ever took those ideas, man. So if you are listening to this and you play Deathloop, you went, hey, I like that. Play Prey, play Dishonored 2, and see how much you like Deathloop afterwards. Mm, 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 mm. I will shout out one thing because everyone's probably sick of me. Let's go. Deathloop, has some of the best dialogue in 2021. That's why, okay. Love Colton Juliana. Their rapport is great. And look, if you noticed, to save you all, I spared the story, which was also not good. Mm. I spared the story because, you know what? I'm not going to spare the story. Hold on. I've opened up the can of worms. I was like, why am I? You're listening to this, trying to know what the worst and the best games of the year are. And I would not be doing my job if I left a stone unturned. All right, story time. Let's go. Shout out to the people out there who mm. are Dark Souls fans and they're yes. reading their item descriptions. It's like me reading the, uh, yeah, yeah. the the nutrition facts here on this Olive Garden thing and mm. really deducing the universe of Olive Garden through <laughs> one product, right? So you got the Souls fans out there who will read the description of a gauntlet that you found on the side of the road and, and piece together the lore and call it good storytelling. Mm. I call that good world building. Right. Deathloop has great world building. Okay. I think it's a little amateur at times in its... um. It's dialogue, mm-hmm. but the world building itself, I'm like, okay, I like, like what's on the outside? Mm-hmm. Never answers that, by the way, which is infuriating mm. on its own. But Deathloop, man, it was it was nominated for Best Narrative. <laughs> there was a congregation of people who thought this is the best, one of the best stories I've been told. I really, I love when a story lets you piece it together yourself, but mm. this game, man... It has interesting world building, but it's narrative. Like you got these two superstar characters, right. Juliana and Colt, yes. an amazing relationship. 
and they give you every answer you are looking for in this game within the first hour and a half. No exaggeration there. And from there, you've got about eight to nine hours of nothing burgers throughout the whole way. It's just like, yeah, da, 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 da. oh, Juliana. Hey, you're kind of hot. Oh, well, guess what? It's like you know, that type of like, okay, like, yeah, personality. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's, you know, we talked about it at the top. Like, yeah. Games are supposed to be fun. Yeah, of course. Death Loop is not a bad time, mm-hmm. but there are better times out there. Listen, like, I, I, I hear you. I, I feel my, my, my fellow Duke is, is a little in his feelings with these tents. <laughs> I think these fellow, fellow, you know, all right, you know what I give you this, though? This, do you know what this, this situation reminds me of? And you would appreciate this as a BGS, but that's the guy. To me, what you're experiencing, I feel, reminds me of how addict and myself felt with Fallout 4. Yes, perfect example. And we're like, Fallout 4 is a solid game, Mm. but you have dumbed down the essence of what made you an RPG with Fallout 3, New Vegas, and stuff like that. And I think that's what's going on here. So it's not that the game itself is horrible. It's just that they set the standard and already and had exceeded it. They had all these things. There was no need to dumb it down. And, And what's burning your soul is because it's popular, because it's casualized and the core and the essence of what made you love these games is gone. And now people are accepting this new flannel like this is the hot flannel. <laughs> and you like, no, fam, you ain't got the pockets. You ain't got the thing. You don't got the leather. You don't got the hot zipper. Like, I know where you at. I know you yeah. like this is this jacket is missing key features that made this itch <laughs> and i know where you at i know no, I mean, you, it's just the, so the funny Bethesda, how hard you go but i love it no but the bethesda game studios example is perfect because mm. guess what happened after fallout 4 not even guess you know what happened after fallout 4 right so, yeah. they said let's go online <laughs> guess what's guess what's happening after oh, death yo you right yeah yeah you right you right you right you right you right you're right. Look, they're playing not, around with online mechanics. They're playing around, trying to get that that online bag. Maybe I see where you're going. No, I see. And what it is is your fear. You're like, oh no, you about to mess up this beautiful. Th- okay, I got you now. I got now. I get look, it all now. I got it. For, we, we talked it out. We talked it um, out. We yeah. Look, out. and I am gonna remain open minded because I'm still. You know, I'm not like everyone who like, like you said with Fallout Four. Even with seventy six, I am not like counting Bethesda Game Studios out. Mm-hmm. Right? They make one game I didn't like. One game that I think is pretty good, but does lose, like you said, the soul of what the series was. But otherwise, they have made some of the best games ever. And same thing with Arcane. They have made some of the best games in our industry. Because they made one I don't like, I I do not lose faith in them, and I am still very interested in in Redfall. Of course. They have earned my trust. Mm -hmm. But... But. (laughs) After after Redfall, if it's kind of like, you know, that, that fear I got in my gut... That's where we start to enter the slippery slope. Yeah. Now, I know game development isn't reactionary, so I don't think they looked at Deathloop and went like, oh, okay, now we know what we're going to do with Redfall. No. Mm -hmm. These games were planned. They were in development for years. But Mm -hmm. here's the thing. Your Deathloop 2s, your Redfall sequels, or or maybe Redfall's this, I wouldn't be surprised, Redfall's this uh, service game, adding content to it. Yeah, yeah. We are walking a line where one of the last remaining true first-person narrative mm. immersive sim developers might leave 
the building. Right. I see where you're going. It's the slippery slope. It's this day, and that's what you're concerned about. And I, I yes. get it now. Please I Please cherish the what is there. Please. This is classic segment. <laughs> Probably arguably one of our best segments ever. Like, that was classic. I, I think the flannel, it. probably anyone who's mad at me when I brought the flannel, they I might have like, that. a little smile. I love that. Because I, I know it's like, bro, I've been rocking that flannel from last <laughs> year. Here y'all frauds coming with this flannel. Like, I know, I know, I know, I know. We've all been there. You was the first. I know. I no, it's not even that. I don't want it to come across like uh, uh, fanship, ownership, right. gatekeeping, no, no. any of that. Now that you were saying that, but just to make it clear for the audience, like it's not that. It's just that, please, before you celebrate Deathloop, look into what else is there because I would almost argue objectively so. There's been so much better mm, on many cool. levels. But for, um, narrative, for, of course, yeah. subjective, but I think gameplay and creativity, I just don't think Deathloop Sandbox is as nearly fun to play in because there's not as much exploration, which all their games do, plus the powers, plus the multiple playthroughs, plus the multiple endings. Like, I just, again... Mm-hmm. I can no, go on. No, last point I'll say is the only thing, this is not a one-to-one apples-to-apples comparison, but the way you feel about that is how, you know, I'm obliviated about Vince and how much I love Zampella and I feel sure. he's never made a wide game. It's how I look at Apex Legends. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm never going to get my Titanfall 3. Yes, you know I because, totally get that. I'm with because you. Because yeah. now you got this bag and the casuals love this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and you and take Titanfall it. never and ti- really worked, right? Yep. Yeah. And they, they, they did Titanfall dirty from a sales perspective and a positioning perspective. So now I'm like, damn, these kids love this battle royal stuff. And I don't mm-hmm. really like it like that, even though I recognize it's a good battle royal game. I'm not a battle royal guy. Like that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For the most part. So now I'm like, and then you hear the rumors like, oh, we don't know if we're doing a Titan 4 3. Oh, now maybe, you know, and now he's doing battle. And I'm like, oh, here we go. So I know where you're going. It's like, when it's something that you love that could now veer down a potential dangerous path, and now you got to look at Redfall like, what you doing? Are you live uh-huh. service now? We never doing yeah, our single player there's, stuff? There's no ignoring yeah. the potential there that I will absolutely accept, which is Arcane's amazing at level design. And when they open things up, that could be really cool. But I think of their attempts at multiplayer where they co-developed Wolfenstein Youngblood. And we have multiplayer here in Deathloop. And each time you just felt something was missing big time. And maybe it's just because, again, like I, I wouldn't argue like I go back and replay these games all the time. Like I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. But like I'm not talking BGS level. I'm not talking KOTOR level. Like not there. I'd say I'm just like a big fan. Yeah. So this isn't coming from like, I have a friend, Ellie. Mm-hmm. She's a hardcore arcane girl. Like mm-hmm. she loves, loves arcane stuff. She loves Deathloop. Okay. Right. So like, she's the one that I think people would probably be more interested in listening to. But for me personally, man, like I just want to make it clear. It's not coming from someone who's like this. Uh, you know, I, I think of like fallout fans in a way, like fallout yeah. one and two fans who shit on three and on. I can't fucking stand. <laughs> I just can't stand because I, I love Fallout 2. I think Fallout 2 is amazing, but I don't sit there with my nose in the sky like, what do you think you're doing enjoying that game over there? <laughs> Fallout 3. No, that's not allowed. I'm not saying that. You can enjoy Deathloop, but I just urge people that you might have something in the past waiting for you that you'll like arguably more. Okay. And that's the point of all of this, but also just Deathloop kind of upset me as a video game. <laughs> Listen, so, we got it out, man. We worked it out. We worked yeah, it out. Worked it out. So we'll see what the audience has to say. Certainly, this will be an exciting episode Ooh, to come back boys to. Boys gonna be lit. Yep, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Cog, it's Yo. been a, a phenomenal 
year yeah. when you think about it this yeah. will be uh as we record this this will be our our last episode for for the year so yeah. it's been a fantastic 2021 with you absolutely brother man this has been great since i've been on with you and developing our vibe and our chemistry mm-hmm. classic moments this was one of them <laughs> you know what i'm saying and uh, bro it's a lot of fun I, you really make it fun to show up to strap one of the boots go to work because it's enjoyable and that's why i want to continue to to be here at last day media and we, we got this great community behind us and Absolutely. really support us you see the hashtags come up and uh giving them something for the holidays but yeah man this is this has been really cool to keep building duke with you man so salute. yeah absolutely uh, thank you to our audience for being with us all of 2021 cog i want to give you a, a really special thank you um uh, you know, I, I think back to when we were sort of at a crossroads and, and Carrick had made his exit and, you know, there was a moment of panic amongst all of us because it was like, what do we do? Like, what do what do we do with this show? We don't want to abandon it. That was never an option. But it's like, who do we fill in? How long is it temporary? And it was kind of like the indication was like, we got to find someone right away. Like, we don't want people to have this show, uh, see this show linger and, and die off eventually. And, um, you know, I... I think I do a good job, but like you were the savior of the show, 100%. And I, I'm not saying that to to uh, say anything about Carrick negative. He was an important part of this. I I do feel in a lot of ways, you know, I'm a good setup man, but I don't think I'm the main attraction. And that's okay. Like as long as people enjoy the show, but like you are the reason that people come here. And I want you to know that because they love you. I love you dearly, man. You are You are like a brother. And you you do a phenomenal job here. And, and you made this show, I think, uh, for a lot of people who are worried with Carrick exiting, again, I don't know if people trusted me to carry the way of this show. I don't think they did. And uh, I think they trust me more as a host to set up others. Mm-hmm. And so it's the vibe I got. And, you know, you made the show worth listening to. Mm-hmm. So I, I know we both have our own critiques, thoughts, ideas that people do enjoy. But I think you are the superstar here. And I want you to know that, like, I appreciate you endlessly for keeping the thing that I have a lot of heart for alive. No, thank you, brother. And I mean, wow. I mean, definitely heartfelt. It means it means the world to me, you know, as a person who I guess my mentality was like, hey, just come in, don't mess it up. <laughs> like, no. just come in, don't mess up. And it, it really feels good because what I love about what we're doing is, you, first of all, I'm not going to let you just get off the hook like you some setup. You are a phenomenal host, brother. Like, seriously. No, seriously. I'm not just saying that to say I'll that. tell you, I'm just, yeah, brother, I appreciate like, it. The thing I like about you is you have very unique ideas and you add fun and flavor to it. So it becomes not this mundane thing with podcasts. And one, the cool thing what I like about our dynamic is that we're two hosts that can kind of vibe off each other and take the reins yeah. if we need be. So it creating this thing that becomes ours, right? So yeah. it's dope, man. I, I really appreciate it. it. It's been fun to do. It's fun to show it to work. I laugh when I see <laughs> what, what the, the itinerary is going to be. I'm like, this is this yeah. is super cool. And thank you, man. It means, it means a lot, man. I, I love being here and I, I plan on yeah, I ain't getting rid of me, Lord, Oculus, Duke, whatever. I'm, I, yeah, I ain't going nowhere because yeah. I enjoy talking games and Xbox and all this stuff. This is fun. Industry well, is fun you. and intriguing to me. So Good. I love we're, it. we're happy to have you. And uh, thank you to our audience as well. It's it's not yes. unknown to me that like, you know, when we had to do that transition, you know, we saw the numbers drop off yeah. a little bit right yeah. afterwards because it was like people just want to see a stable product. They don't yeah. like change. And a lot of people love Carrick. And absolutely, I, I know what. Carrick's like, there's amazing. no question on my yeah. on my behalf. Like, Carrick's amazing. So, amazing. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, thank you for keeping an open mind. I know change, especially in a show that was like very young, mm-hmm. it looks bad. Uh, so we just, 
and I especially appreciate you hanging with us. Yes. Um, you know, next year, you know, we've talked a lot, Cog and I, about oh, yeah. how we really want to take the show a step forward. And by that, we mean, of course, doing what we do very well. But really on the Defining Duke Ultimate front is where I felt like we had amazing conversations like mm-hmm. that. The conversation part is not my worry, but we want to give you guys those treats like we yeah. see Sacred Symbols Plus do, right? Like yeah. the interviews, yes. the interesting talks, the things that I call them put them on the free feed moments. Okay. We've really had a couple of put them on the free feed moments here on our show. Yes. Uh, but I don't think we've had enough for for our output. And I want to have those moments where like people are like, this is so good. You got to let others hear this, right? Kind of like when Colin sits down to do an interview, that type of discussion is what we're seeking to do. And that doesn't mean like inviting someone like controversial uh, who's going to say something wild, but more so like devs, you know, uh, various creators Mm -hmm. and having these meaningful conversations, uh, interviews and and spotlighting. Uh, We're looking to do that type of stuff moving forward at at a decent cadence so that it's not just like a bonus show, but like a big part of our package. Because again, we know it's patron only, but we want to have those moments more often where like y'all hear this and go, you know, like let the, let them eat too. Let them yeah. eat too. This was really good. Agreed, agreed. And like I said, me and you talk behind the scene. We got big plans, big dreams for mm-hmm. it, and I'm excited. I'm excited. 2021, phenomenal year, great start. Sky's mm-hmm. the limit. And um, last thing I want to say is thanks to. You know the last day of media community when we went to the event right and yes beating yes. us and, and showing us love and the people the thing that hit me was the people like yo i'm a playstation guy but i listen to you guys and you guys are making yeah. me you know yeah. i'm a playstation only guy so to speak you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and like you guys are making me very excited about the ecosystem and like that kind of stuff and, and just hearing it when people you know, you see the hashtags up. So salute, man. It, it's been fun. Yeah. It's fun. Sky's yeah, we, we, especially that. I almost forgot. Yeah, that yeah. is not forgot like it happened, but, you know, just that's a great thing to mention because being yeah. able to shake everyone's hands, like with convention season kind of turned off, you know, we, we've missed that connection that yes. is, I think, really important. Like that's what builds a lot of heart in me is, yes. is seeing the people. Like it's, it's, even if you, someone could write the nicest comment, sometimes that just doesn't permeate quite like when you meet someone, they shake your hand, they're like, dude, you got me through a tough time yes. or dude, you make work easier. It's like, I get the, it sounds weird, but as I'm editing that video, I think of those people. Me too. I do. Like, me I'm too. like, you know what? I'm like, yeah, that person there might need this. And mm-hmm. it's just, it sounds like you're putting your work on this pedestal. It's not really there, but it's really just that boost that gets us in these seats, high energy. Like even when we're in the holiday grind, like high energy, like give you guys the content you want. Cause we're thinking like those last stand meetings. We're oh, yeah. thinking about the patrons. We're thinking about those listening to us on free feeds who enjoy us. Like, we're thinking about you and we want to get you like this in this case again prepared for the holidays like yes episodes recorded in advance which it won't matter to you now because you're hearing them as they go live to the public but my point being is like we want to do all this for you and improve the show for you so thank you for your kindness support generosity Likewise. love all of that cog anything that you want to add in our cap to 2021 look man happy new year be safe Enjoy the time with your families, man. Have fun, play gaming. Don't get too serious, you know what I'm saying? It's gaming. We have Don't be like me with that. Don't be like that. (laughs) Still love me. That's his opinion. Don't get crazy. (laughs) We can all agree to disagree sometimes, you know what I'm saying? With all of our parents. And and there's going to be times, what I love about it is that there's going to be times we get it wrong. You guys let us know. Mm, we yeah. fix it in the con- we like okay nope you were right boom boom and there's gonna be times we're gonna fight back we'll push back too but as long as we do it respectfully it's all love it's gaming we all love gaming brother that's it absolutely very well said 
So with that, thank you all so much for a wonderful 2021 and kickstart to our show. We'll be back in 2022, the year of Starfield. So get strapped in. We'll see you then to start things off. Cog, it's been excellent. Let's have a great rest of the year. All right. So peace out, everybody. Peace. Defining Duke, an Xbox podcast, is a product and trademark of Last Stand Media and Collins Last Stand LLC and is recorded from the United States of America. The show is conceived by Matthew Mr. Matty Plays Schroeder and me, Colin Moriarty, and is written and produced by Matthew Schroeder. Matty's co-host is Barry Lord Cognito Eversley. Defining Duke's executive producer is Dustin Furman, and the show is edited by associate producer Ben Smith. All of Last Stand's theme music is by Ramon Narvaez. As you know, all of Last Stand Media's shows, including Defining Duke, are fan-funded on Patreon at patreon.com slash laststandmedia. The following names are at the producer support level on Patreon, and we're thankful for your kindness and generosity. Andrew Morgan, Stephen Nieder, Ross Marenka, Miguel A. Brewer, Morgan Ashley, Azan, Michael Vecchio, Jerome Ferreira, SLDFMA, Jorge Palmino, Daniel D'Amour, Brad Cooley, Jeremy Key, Patrick Leslie, Dave Cowell, Tom Quinn, Grayson Maxwell, Cody Woodall, Sorta Serious Gaming, Unofficial Controller Podcast, Colin Farley, Mark Arnold, Zia Parix, Henry Groth, Joshua Rids, Relentless Rex, Troy Miller, Meyer Katz, Jordan Mittman, J.A. Zhu, Tristan Palacio, Strew Mullen, Christian R., Jad Rita, Patrick Skipper, Sweaty Mitt, Chris Kelly, Dustin Graff, Peyton Stone, Roberto, Josh Hallen Rui, Tyler Watkins, Mike Michael Buffel, Troilus True, Dan Root, Talisman, Christopher, Randall Holsey, Robbie Nauman, Nuke Dukem, Jim Bob 56, William Holbert, Josh Godfrey, Kalike Souza, Vornak, Betty Ann Moriarty, Daniel Johnson, H Trons, Jay Getter, Bjorn Campbell, Jeff Mercado, Gregory Slavinsky, Galja of Fortuna, Boots, Tyler Brown, Megadet, Poot, Gavin Newland, Saul Balcazar, Zach Parsley, Brian White, Raul Melendez, Eric Harden, Alex Bolton, Matt Martin, Kinnums, Joseph Baker, Rodney Coleman, Chris Moore, Caswell, Anti Kinnanen, Chris, Will Hernandez, Chris Galvin, Justin Gonzalez, Mason Cadillac, Ollie Fritz, Derek O, Zach Allum, Kyle Hagel, Christopher, Colin Love, Daryl E. Naiman, Ryan R. Kittredge, Toby Ryland, Michael S., David Bostick, Stewie108, Patrick Montgomery, Damon W., Tom Cargill, Richter86, Steve Hodge, Ian Bravo, Barrett Boswell, Christopher DeVaio, Chris Morton, Kevin Komaki, Johnny Waffles, Roto24, Jonathan Coach, Sean Mason, Josh Gravelick, Jordan Town, Brian Chan, Organic Produce, Carlos Algorit, Richard Hebert III, Miranda Grubba, Josh Yeager, Martin Beck, Gavin, Joey Andrzejczyk, Nathan R., Joe McPartland, Gary Cavallo, Christopher Moore, Jacob Bell, Dennis Usel, Eric Finkenbeiner, Lou and Ray Loper, Dylan Burns, Jason Lusky, Malachi Wall, John Schultz, David Chestnut, Anton K, Brian W. Rath, Alan Tremblay, Tyler Bello, Ryan T. Mandel, Tony Zuniga, Sean Battershall, Robbie Hensley, Alex Cabrera, Lennon Brixey, James Kinslow III, Will Caldwell, Hugo's Desk, Peter Reynolds, Anthony Vasquez, Adam Kiniston, Tyler Goodwin, William O'Carroll, Jesper Jansen, Max Cannon, Phil Crone, Throw7, Adam Nix, Josh McKinney, Michael Gates, Alex Gates, Ryan Robertson, Sean Chandler, Petro Rose, Lockmore, Gio Corsi, Joey Gondholiker, Gerald Pennington, Justin Wagaman, David Iacolucci, Paul Joyce, Edwin Castillo, Chad Lewis, Enrique Perez, Joshua Smallwood, Spencer Brand, Don Lee, John Cordero, Keith A. Lewis, Marius Garson Peterson, Ryan Greenwood, Tyler Harris, Matthew Perdue, Patrick Harper, Mad Mock Media, Jonathan Rice, and Casual Misfits Gaming.